Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for joining us today, uh, this week here on another edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler is with me. I've known this guy for many, many years, quite uh, some time, uh, going on. 18 years, I think, this year. I think we met in 1994 when I uh, joined the radio station that you were a part of. And basically, in case our listeners haven't heard this story, it was through Cap who had started to learn uh, some of the uh, stuff that we share now on our podcast about God's grace, some of the things about God's grace. He had been learning that stuff, and he would just kind of share some of those things with me up there at the radio station during the normal course of daily life there. My eyes were open to some things, and uh, here we are now, um, 17, 18 years later, doing this podcast and hopefully sharing some uh, things that will help to set you free. So thanks to you, Cap, for sharing those things with me and for joining me here on this podcast every week, too. Will, you're sure welcome there, Brother Brzezinski. <laughs> it's time to roll up our sleeves now, and uh, as the religious folks say, let's get her done. Let's get, get her, her done. done for God. <laughs> that's what they might as well be saying, because uh, a lot of times that's that's the message you walk out with. What that am I going to go and, and do for God today? That well, is. That's the message in many churches. Get her done. Church it almost implies that Jesus didn't get it done. Yeah, really. <laughs> I can just see <laughs> Jesus Jesus today <laughs> going up on the cross. I'm, I'm here to get her done. <laughs> yeah. It is done. It's the, yeah. <laughs> is there a is there a hick version of the Bible? <laughs> yeah, really. We get Larry the Cable Guy to write the get her done version of the Bible. Yeah. Well, we, I want to get as much in as we can yes. on this one, Joel, because we're we're trying to move ahead off of some things we've talked about the past few weeks. Again, previous programs, recent programs, get caught up with us as we move along here. Growingingrace.org. You'll find all the programs archived there. You know, a few weeks back, Joel, we were talking about some things that the writer of Hebrews said in, in chapter 9, sort of comparing the Old Covenant to the New just a little bit. For example, 9.19 in Hebrews, For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people with this blood, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness or remission. We've been talking about forgiveness, redemption, and remission here in recent weeks, and now we want to try and move this just a little further along and try to take a closer look at what it means for us now under the new covenant, because here's a hint as, as to what is coming I think you touched on it at the end of the last program, Joel. It's not just that we're forgiven, but that the sins have been taken away. Because there had been a provision of forgiveness, at least uh, of a, a certain type, under that old covenant with the sprinkling of the animal blood. But it was just a covering. Uh, that atonement could not take away our sin, and we want to get into some of that. And I think there's something else you wanted to uh, try to point out, too, from last week's show. Yeah, because, you know, that's the beauty of what Christ has done 
in that forgiveness has been provided once and for all. Um, I think we said a few times, you might have said it and I might have said it, that you don't need to keep asking for forgiveness because you received that forgiveness through Christ, not through what you have done and not through uh, continually begging God to forgive you over and over and over again. It's you received that forgiveness one time. And then because you were forgiven and, and you believed the, the rest of the gospel became alive in you because you died with Christ and you were risen again with him. So forgiveness of past, present, and future sins, that is all taken care of. You've been forgiven. And now the beauty of the gospel is that you have also been raised together with Christ, and now you walk in newness of life. You have been given new life. You are a new creation. Now, sometimes you mess up. Sometimes, you know, we all do it. We, we sin. We do things that we don't want to do, and we don't do things that we do want to do as Paul would say. But the beauty is that we don't get forgiven over and over again because that forgiveness, again, was taken care of once and for all, and now we've been made alive together with Christ. And a live person, a person who's been made alive together with Christ, doesn't keep uh, being forgiven and have the remission of sins over and over again because, again, that happened one time. And it's not a wrong thing to say to God, I'm sorry for what I did. It's, it's, it's good to talk things over with him. But just know that you've already been forgiven. He's not holding things over your head. And so that's very important because, again, what happened in addition to us being forgiven once and for all, we were made alive together with Christ. And, and some of these things in Hebrews that we're going to talk about here, really, I think, makes that point even more so about all that has been accomplished through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, being sorry or having a conversation with God about it, but have that conversation and don't carry that sorrow around because Isaiah tells us that even Christ, the Lamb of God, he carried our sorrows. And uh, so you don't have to carry that kind of stuff around, too, that can lead to uh, guilt and condemnation. So what we just took a look at here with Moses and and the sprinkling of blood in the temple and, and all of that, now the writer of Hebrews goes on to compare Christ to what they did there under the, the animal blood. In, in Hebrews, last half of chapter 9, it talks about those things in the temple as being copies of the real thing in heaven. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, the temple of Solomon or, or any place that, that Moses had. These are just copies of the true thing, but he went into heaven itself. The Bible says, he went in there to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place in the temple every year or every week or every month, depending on the sacrifice, because then he would have to suffer often. Christ doesn't have to suffer often. And that's the importance of understanding that you're not just forgiven in this new covenant, but that the sins have been taken away. You mentioned earlier, Joel, that uh, sins, past, present, and future, all would have had to have been forgiven. Otherwise, Christ would have to suffer more if the future sins weren't also taken care of and dealt with through his finished sacrifice. So he went into the real holy place in heaven itself to appear before God for us. And this one-time sacrifice 
one time compared to the many times over and over sacrifices of the priests under the old covenant. And then we're going to move into chapter 10 here to, to try and get to one of our crown jewels. Some thoughts from you. Yeah, see, you, we can't beg God enough to equal what Christ has already done for us. <laughs> so I can't emphasize this enough. Just quit this thing of of constantly asking God for forgiveness. I don't know why that keeps coming up in, in my head here, but I just I know how my life was when I didn't quite understand all that had been accomplished through Christ. And so what what it says here in Hebrews nine and ten, talking about this one sacrifice of Christ. You know, it's appointed to to men uh, for men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. The thing is, again, this was a one-time thing, and that, like you said, Cap, if we had to keep getting forgiven over and over again, that would mean that Christ would have to keep going up on the cross. But God did it one time. What happened in the Old Covenant, as we see here in Hebrews 10, where it says, for the law having a shadow of the good, a shadow, the law was a shadow. Let's get that straight. The law was a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the things. So the law wasn't what God ultimately had in mind. It was a shadow of what God had in mind. The law can never, with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually, in other words, over and over again, those sacrifices cannot make those who approach perfect. For then they wouldn't they have been ceased to be offered? If it could make people perfect, then it wouldn't need to be offered anymore. For the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, again, the old covenant sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. Those sacrifices couldn't take away our sin. They could only remind us of sin, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. And so what we needed was not the blood of bulls and goats, was not continually asking God for forgiveness, but a perfect sacrifice was needed that could put an end to all sacrifices. And Cap, that sacrifice was the, the one perfect sacrifice of Christ. Yeah, and when you read that, those animal sacrifices offered over and over again, year after year, could not make those who approach perfect. What's the implication? that the one sacrifice of Christ offered one time for all has brought perfection to you and me. We have been made perfect. And you might sit there and say, well, I know I'm not perfect. But we're not talking about how you perform, how you behave, what you do. Now are you seeing the connection here? We're trying to connect dots. It's not based on performance. It's based on his sacrifice, his finished, completed work at the cross and the shedding of his blood. You have been made perfect through that sacrifice. And now, no more consciousness of sins. Why? And why do we not have to keep asking for forgiveness over and over again? It's because they've been taken away. Now, if they've been taken away, why is it that you would have to go back and and keep asking for the same things that they used to have to do under the old covenant, minus the animal sacrifice. See, that's the, that's the whole thing about the the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is that with it taking sins away, which asking God for forgiveness could never do, and which the blood of bulls and goats could never do. Hebrews ten goes on to say, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. Uh, which are offered according to the law. But Jesus said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. 
He takes away the first that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. The will of God was not the law. The will of God was not sacrifices and offerings and all of that. The will of God was the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. That superseded the law. That superseded anything and everything that we could ever imagine or think of. It was the blood of Jesus Christ. It was the offering of his body that took away sin once and for all. That was God's will. Joel, this is huge. This is a defining moment. This reveals to us, again, why the law was given. It wasn't to try to get us to do everything right so that God would accept us. This is amazing stuff here in the book of Hebrews. Another revelation of why the law was given. God never desired for this in our lives. Well, Cap, I'm sure we'll pick up on some of this stuff, but next week we're going to be celebrating seven years of growing in grace and so we're going to just take a look at some of the highlights i guess we're going to highlight some of the things that we've talked about in the past here on growing in grace and and perhaps the reason why we talk about the things we talk about something like that so stay with us next week here on growing in grace for our special seventh year anniversary edition of growing in grace this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezinski Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.